can only ever be where you are right now. What is your podcast? It's the major investment in your life, right? The journey will always be your journey. Yo, what's up, people? It's Adam here from the Bouldershire Podcast. Welcome to episode 82, featuring my man, Belkut, aka Mario. Now, this episode is brought to you by Bouldershire.com, where you guys can pick up my ebook, Crash Course to Kick Ass Day Game. Pick that up there. Book one on one Skype coaching. Uh, also, ongoing packages are available through that. And if you want to dive in real deep, bootcamp experience, go ahead and send me serious inquiries only through there. Boldojo.com. Now, in this conversation with Belku, we dive into many things surrounding plant-based diets, the journey of self-creation, the journey of creating content and putting that out and everything that comes around with that because Belku is a very influential uh, man on Instagram and he has a very deep following and engaged audience which really love the vibe he puts forward. So he's inspirational in that sense, but also his just perspective on life is what I found to be Something quite incredible that we got out of this conversation. Also surrounding his relationship dynamics coming out of a seven-year monogamous relationship, what that was like, the decision to make that, and what life is like now. So we, I learned a lot from him, and I'm sure you guys will as well. And yeah, that's all I've got to say for now. Go ahead and dive into this conversation. I'll catch you at the end. Okay, we're here. Mr. Belkut, how's it going? Pretty good, bro. Late at night, Friday night, and I'm podcasting with you, so it's all good. Hell yes. Friday night in uh, Zurich, Switzerland, yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're, uh, so far away. Bro, you're the, you're the one who's far away in Australia waking up at early, so early to, to do a podcast with me, so I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for you. Um, hey, man, I'm thankful that you're here. I'm thankful that you've come on. Thank you so much. And I started off by calling you Belkut. I'm just realizing now that actually, I'm not even sure if you still go by that name. My Instagram tag is still Belkut, but I just go by Mario now. Mario, Mario and Adam. Yes, it, that doesn't feel right to me. And it doesn't <laughs> feel right because I've known you for so long as Belkut. In fact, I have nicknames for you based on Belkut. True. And for those listening, don't worry, we're going to dive into the backstory of uh, how Mr. Coot and I got to know <laughs> each other. <laughs> Mr. Coot and I got to know each other. Because uh, it's actually quite an interesting story and there's a lot of nostalgia behind it. So and But truth. before all of that, because uh, Bell's the second guest on the Bottledger podcast, what's this, episode 82, something like that, uh, I said last time with Mikhail that anytime it's a first time for a guest, I want to give them the opportunity to be able to just explain themselves give the people listening a bit of an idea about what they're about, you know, what's important to you right now, mm-hmm. what do you think people need to know about you so they get an idea. So I'll give you that opportunity first and then the podcast will run and dive into what do we dive into. So the name is Belkut for the most, for, for, for the very beginning, but now I am just using my, my, my first name. It's funny because uh, I started um, the whole YouTube thing with Adam for... Four years ago? No, three years ago. Three years ago, mm. I, I, I started a YouTube channel, a gaming YouTube channel. And uh, like I said, we started at the same time and uh, we were basically supporting each other. He had this whole Call of Duty theme going on. I just had like games where I just, I don't know, was like trying to be entertaining and stuff. But we were definitely supporting each other. And uh, that's that's actually how we both started. I found him on this, on this, on this forum where uh, YouTube gamers would support each other. And uh, yeah, I actually literally liked his content and he was genuinely a nice guy. So I started uh, befriending him and 
yeah, it, it grew. It, like the first few months, we we kept on we kept on going with the whole YouTube um, gaming thing. But uh, at some point, you 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 decided to stop, and a few years later, I also stopped too. Basically, this year, I started with uh, with an Instagram page um, with 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 the Belkut um, tag too. Um, mainly focusing on myself now not on the gaming aspect just 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 documenting my life and just showing how easy it is to 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 live and train as uh oh yeah i am i I, i'm plant-based i only eat um i'm vegan since one and a half years and uh, basically i'm just documenting to show how easy it is to live the way i live that was uh that was clean that was a very clean intro i appreciate that and there was like i said before so much nostalgia going back to when we first got started we've got to dive into some of those stories oh my god we have to yes but also just for people just so right at the beginning so we definitely don't forget i'll definitely give get this at the end as well but where can people find you on instagram um at belcoot underscore 89 or just type in belcoot and you'll find me I don't, I don't, I don't, highly recommend. I don't know exactly um, what um, what percentage your follower base is of, of like between women and men, mm. but but I guess the pictures I post is more for the female <laughs> for the <laughs> female um, female sector. Yeah, but it's oh, you're, if, you're if, attractive, dude. I'm trying to say that the most heterosexual way possible. You're attractive, dude. So <laughs> it you, makes sense. <laughs> You got a you got a nice goatee going on too, bro. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we got a uh, facial games going on here. I don't mind that. Now, I thought you were actually going to ask me. That's a that's an interesting segue to where I think the first thing I want to dive into is in the plant based nutrition because that's from what I've I've seen and what I've seen from you over the last maybe year and a half on mm-hmm. Instagram or mm-hmm. so. Has it been about that long, or has it been longer? Uh, uh, it's it's been a year since January. Yeah, yeah, right. Not even. Uh, with the plant-based thing, and you've never been, you've never looked better. You've never felt, and from what I read in your post, you never felt better. And it's been a complete life rearrangement for you going on to the plant-based uh, system. And I'd love to get your thoughts on how you even got started in that, uh, what it's been like going through that journey, sharing that journey, what the response has been from other people. Mm-hmm. But just before we do get that, mm-hmm. the... When you said, I'm not sure what percentage your follower base is, dot, 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 dot. I thought you were going to say, I'm not sure what percentage is plant-based. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, right, That's yeah, yeah. where I thought you were going to go with that. Because there are actually a few, I've had a few guys reach out. Um, I remember I got this one strange comment. So strange. Mm-hmm. One strange comment on an on a inspirational post that I put up from one of my followers who said... Uh, He's like, this is so inspirational, Adam. You have the power to turn the whole world plant-based. Nice. I was like, okay, that's a bit strange. It's a bit strange, especially especially considering that I'm the complete opposite. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely 100% omnivore, yeah, not right. carnivore, but yeah. omnivore. Yeah. But um, I often post, post a lot of recipes about game meat and the recipes I'm learning cooking of that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, mm-hmm. that's where I thought you were going with that. So getting back to the... Uh, major question. Right. Yeah, run us, run me through the story. Definitely, about how the whole plant-based thing came in. Definitely. Well, first of all, my my followers, um, they're basically uh, n- n- have I don't have many vegan followers. 
um, because the, the really? whole yeah no I don't but the 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 whole vegan stuff or the all these plant based um, recipes and all this plant based stuff I do I show in the stories but like my pictures don't have a lot of vegan posts uh-huh. on it but uh, it's it, it's funny how the whole thing started um, about one and a half years ago I was um, I just cooked dinner and it was like bacon I remember I was cooking bacon <laughs> and then it was mm-hmm. boring and I um, me my girl my ex girlfriend and I um, did not know what to watch on Netflix, so we decided let's watch a documentary. And uh, we've seen a few, but then what the hell popped up? I don't know if you've seen it. Mm-hmm. I have. So we decided to watch What the Health. My ex girlfriend fell asleep midway through the movie, and I watched the whole. Uh, I watched the whole documentary, and mm-hmm. uh, basically, I couldn't believe everything which they showed there because some of it was just absolute bullshit. Can I even swear, swear on the podcast? Oh, you can say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> so, some of the stuff I just could not believe. It's like the typical American documentary. I just couldn't take it seriously. But some hard facts were there when I thought, okay, there has to be something behind this. So I didn't, mm. I didn't jump on the vegan train, so to say, right away. But um, I did say to myself, you know what? I'll try for two weeks. And like every other plant-based dude or vegan dude, vegan girl will say, You've never felt better after those two, three weeks. And I, I, I lost a lot of body weight um, just by taking out dairy, meat, and eggs and honey and whatnot, all the animal products. And mm. I, uh, I gained muscle, I lost body fat, and I became, um, uh, um, how do you say it? Like, I got much leaner. You could see, like, lions and stuff in my stomach. I'm like, what? Mm. I've ne- mm. You know, I've always had trouble with that, like... I could grow my body, like as in muscle, I can gain upper body mass, but my stomach would just say, it would just stay, I don't know, not shaped, like, or I, don't, I wouldn't have like a six pack like you would. But um, You'd be skinny fat, yeah? I think that's ex- ex- the exact word. I'm, I've always been skinny fat, like my stomach has been yeah. annoying me the whole time, you know. Yeah. And um, one second. All right. How dare you? Okay, I'm, so, you interrupt your I'm, story. So, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm and, um, Continue. Well, where was I? Oh, yeah, exactly. And I thought to myself, uh, this, this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. This, this can't be the case that just by taking out the whole dairy and meat stuff out of, out of my diet, uh, I, I've never felt this good. So I, I, I did it for myself the first two, three weeks. I did it for mm. myself and I thought, okay, you know what? I don't really care what happens to the environment. I don't really care what happens to the animals. Mm-hmm. I just look good, and I want to look good naked. And that's Honest. That, that was the only thing I thought about. But then the, the more um, I, I learned about veganism, the more I learned about eating plant-based, um, the, the, the more compassionate I got for, for the environment and animals. You know, it's kind of like I really couldn't care about the animals back then, but now... I do it more for the animals than for myself. Mm. Um, like I don't see the difference between eating a cat or a pig now, and I couldn't. I couldn't say things like that before. You know what I mean? Because um, I there, there's a lot of things going on on the internet. Like we're meant to eat meat and this and that. And I don't. I don't want to jump into that into that whole um, discussion. Yeah, yeah. You know, don't worry. It's not a debate. Yeah, You're sharing what you know. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I'm just. What you feel? I, I just personally feel that the vegan diet is the most compassionate way to live and uh and i i've always had problems like by harming other animals and stuff and um 
I, I, I don't know. I just thought to myself that I had to, I, I had to, I, ha I had to find a way to, let's just say, be happy with my body and also be happy with the environment. Like, make sure that, I don't know how to say it the best way because my English isn't my first language, but I do it for the animals now too. Just like that, yeah. 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 Um, That's beautiful. Uh, just a quick question. My mom is texting yeah. me. <laughs> is there is yeah. there a way to pause this video or is that not the case? Yeah, go for it, man. We can edit this. Can you edit go this part? I'm yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry, bro. Can you give me a few seconds? All right, guys, we are back. We just had some technical difficulties, some emergencies to handle on Bell's side. I am so but sorry. But continuing. That's okay. It's okay. They'll forgive us. Uh, continuing on the line with your uh, journey from doing it purely for the self, right? Going to this plant-based nutrition purely for the self. And you're saying that, hey, I just want to look good. I just want to look better. Right. And when you were saying that, I was like, it's just honest. Mm -hmm. That's what I've always loved about you. And when I was getting ready for this potter, I was, I was out, like you, we were talking before we started up because uh, it's like 7.30 or 7 in the morning here anyway when we first started. But I couldn't really sleep that well. I always get excited before these things. So I was out walking in, doing a walk, just power walking. And I was thinking about when we first met. Mm -hmm. And this this has got a, this might sound strange. You might have heard this before. I don't know. But you are possibly one of the most likable people I have ever met. Really? And I've never even met you. I've never, like, I've physically never even met you, yeah, but, true, 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 true. and I'm not sure if that's just our connection. I'm not sure if that, because, you know, there were times where <clears throat> you remember when in this room, it's like 10 p.m. my time, which I'm not sure what time that is for you, mm -hmm. so maybe afternoon or something. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we say we'll sit down for like a 40-minute session just to play some COD, but not even really to play Call of Duty. We would just want to talk about YouTube. Yeah. We want to talk about where our channels are at, what we're doing. And you're like, yeah, i got 40 minutes. But then next minute, it's four hours later, and I've killed you 500 times on 1v1 free-for-all Call of Duty. Because <laughs> okay. it doesn't even matter. We're just running around while talking. You were better than me. The hands down better than me, definitely. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. But yeah, that's those were the chill, chill days discussing about our YouTube channels, which I definitely enjoyed. I really enjoyed those, man. But yeah. Um, I, I guess we we both started on uh, on the whole YouTube thing because uh, we wanted to do something else, or basically skip, um, not skip, or just try to find our happiness in in maybe I don't know by creating some content, right? I, I'm actually still trying to find happiness through creating content. It's 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 been the same since three years. I've just changed plat platforms, and so have you. You you haven't changed. Well, you you've added different platforms, but I think you're still obviously on youtube but you've just changed your genre and uh, absolutely yeah and you're just still creating and i think the people who who need to create are those that need to keep on scratching that itch and uh, keep on keep on hustling and uh if you definitely enjoy what you're doing then do definitely not stop definitely not stop and i like being behind the camera i'm not gonna lie and i'm uh, not behind mm. the camera in front of the camera and um that's why I am not going to stop, even though I'm nowhere and I still haven't uh, made any um, money off of anything. But I'm, I'm just definitely enjoying the process. So it's all good. All good at the moment. I'm just being honest. Too. But hang on. But hang on right there. All right. What you just said is powerful. 
mm-hmm. where he says powerful is that you even and you are far too humble like i'm i love a good slice i love me a good slice of the humble pie i love myself a good slice of that <laughs> however you took way too large of a slice there when you said i'm nowhere you don't know where I, I check in on your Instagram and you, and this is what, and actually this dovetails and segues back into how this whole tangent started mm-hmm. and how me saying that you're one of the most likable people I've ever met. And it's, you've always had this. You've always had deep, deep engagement True. with whatever content you were putting out. Like even if when you're at say 300 subscribers, you had your views on your videos were 300 views. And the comments were maybe not 300 comments, but mm-hmm. extremely high when maybe the average beginner would hope to get maybe one, two or three comments right, out of right. 300 subscribers. Right. You're at 30, 40, 50. And this all comes from your endearing quality. Uh, that, not, And that's what I meant is that I don't think it's just from me. I think it's also something that you just have as a natural quality, which is extremely endearing. And so coming back here on your gram, I check in on your gram and you still maintain that same level of depth, same level of engagement. So when you say nowhere, I don't know about nowhere because to me, the depth is far more important than the breadth. True. true. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm very grateful of the the interactions I get on Instagram. And, and, and um, it's it's funny because uh, you, you see, you, you can see the interaction like comments and likes, which, which I get. And obviously... I'm very grateful, and um, I also am grateful for the DMs which which people send me, like um, saying, mm. telling me like keep keep up with the positivity, and and it's a good thing that I address positivity and and indirectly show people that it's easy to eat plant based and stuff. Well, this is stuff which I just keep on doing by documenting and getting good feedback, which is definitely awesome. But uh, one thing that's just, just, it's kind of funny is that uh, basically you, you just have to go where the attention is at the moment, right? And basically the whole the whole attention is on Instagram at the moment. Well, everybody is on Instagram. You got b- billions of users on Instagram or I don't know, millions, I guess. And and it's, it, it's funny how like when you make a story or something, uh, you, you hold the button for 15 seconds and then you let go and then you drop that story and then you get more views than you ever got on a YouTube video, which I've been doing for three years. So it was like, it's like, so true. It's, it's like, wow, that's just, it's, it's, it's not disappointing, but in a way it's like, Jesus Christ, why, why, why is it much more easier, you know? But at the same mm. time, I, I think if I did not have this, this uh, experience with you or just oh, the whole YouTube scene in those three years, I wouldn't be as comfortable in front of the camera as, 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 as I am now. I mean, if I do stories and stuff, I, I, I can just talk and talk and talk without a problem. And um, back then, or, or let's just say some people who, who have massive channels on Instagram don't do stories or look awkward on stories because they just don't have the whole the whole talking in front of the camera thing going on you know what i mean so i'm grateful mm. i'm grateful that the whole youtube thing was a great experience you know so it's, it's like i don't want to look at it as time wasted you yeah. know you know what i mean that's that's like really important some people thought oh so you tried youtube for two years that wouldn't that bring you it brought me a lot of experience and and and, and you know and you learn from those experiences and you take you take the valuable stuff with you i don't know i just i just started talking again i'm so sorry 
No, I love that. I love that. That's the journey, man. Definitely, man. That's Definitely. the journey that people don't see. And speaking of the things that people don't see, you mentioned something really important there, which is the DMs. Yeah. The DMs, that's not the stuff that people get privy access to going, well, okay, we see this person's getting this many DMs. Instagram's never going to show that. Mm. And I like that because, I mean, it'd be weird if they did, but the power of it is that is in those direct messages. When you talked about people saying, keep up the positivity. Um, and they, I'm sure you get on the daily plenty those, those, just like those YouTube morning comments, like we used to talk about, you used to wake up and you look forward to those YouTube morning comments. That's it. I'm, 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 I mean, it's funny. We laugh about that. And we talked about that a few times, but that's like what the things I enjoy the most. I mean, I got my phone next to my bed. I got my, my, my phone next to my bed. First thing I do is just, you know, um, turn off the, the, the alarm and I just check my comments. And then I, I, I communicate with the people because I don't know, I like interacting and it's, it's fun. And, and it, it makes me, it, like, I don't want to base myself, my happiness on numbers and interaction stuff. But, it mm. you know, like to see growth does feel good. I'm not going to lie. I mean, like, you, you have a YouTube channel and you give your... You record for an hour, you edit for three, four hours, you drop it, and then you just don't feel like appreciated, you know, you know what I mean? So it's it's, it's kind of like, well, obviously YouTube is oversaturated, but like you, you pour your heart into a video and you don't get, um, obviously you get the interactions and stuff, but you kind of also want to progressively grow. Mm-hmm. And I just did not feel any growth in those three years. I did not have fun anymore in those three years editing the whole time and but i still loved being in front of the camera so basically what i have here with instagram is i'm in front of the camera with zero editing you know what i mean yes. so so it's yeah. kind of like wow why didn't i do this before but i don't know if i did this a few years ago i'm pretty sure it wasn't it would have never been i would have never been yeah let's just say this ready you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. it's all part of your journey man definitely and it's 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 uh, uh, like the whole YouTube thing was important. That had that had to happen. That had to happen. But um, I'm just gonna go there where the attention is. I wanna keep on going on with the personal branding I have, and uh, see where it goes, bro. Just like you, I guess. No. Yeah. And when you were talking about how you didn't feel, maybe not necessarily appreciated, but when you weren't seeing growth, it was demotivating. I was. And yeah. Yeah. Is that correct? Um, yeah. I was kind of... You want to rephrase that? No, no, no. It, it was demotivating knowing that I put... Knowing that my videos were good quality, as in enter- yeah. entertainment-wise. And then the dude next to me with the same amount of subscribers started growing because he got a shout-out. And mm-hmm. the stupid thing was I started comparing myself on other people's journey. And I was like, that's the most stupid thing I could do because everybody has their own journey, their own pace. And I, back then, I didn't realize that. You know what I mean? And it's like, I was, I started comparing myself with other channels and that's probably the worst thing you'd ever do. And then it's more of a competition against others, but it's actually more about a competition against your own patience and your will. And if there's even happiness in there or not. So, you know, you got, you you learn with the years. Your journey will always be your journey, man. Right. And that's one thing that I always, I'm preaching uh, every day to uh, my audience and to my clients specifically, because in my world where guys that are coming from, a really hard place socially, mm-hmm. you know, especially, especially with the guys that I work with through the business. Mm-hmm. 
for some of them, like for example, like let's keep this real. I'm not going to mention his name, but actually, I can mention the city. Uh, one of my clients in Vegas, he knows who he is, Colin B. He started off with a lesser hand in life socially than most people do. And those are the type of guys that I work with. And what, I, what that means for if, say, if some of your audience is listening to this or people that have, have no idea what that means by lesser hand, what I, means is that, what I mean is that they weren't endowed with the social skill set that the average person is. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when it comes to, say, walking into a house party, and just being comfortable in that space to go speak to whoever you want to speak to without the influence of alcohol. Now, we all have a certain level of tension, mm-hmm. right? Even people that I would consider five and above, if you take this arbitrary scale of zero to 10, 10 being an absolute natural, mm-hmm. someone whose parents have always surrounded him or her with tons of socializing experience, traveled a lot, and have no problem going up to anyone and everyone. These are the type of dudes that you see are probably are running public-faced businesses. They are naturally very comfortable in front of the camera mm-hmm. etc cetera, etc cetera. that's a 10 then you go to zero which is the absolute opposite of that just imagine someone who's completely socially inept mm-hmm. they are so they could barely leave the house like that's a zero so this guy that i'm talking about uh b in vegas i had a conversation with him earlier this week about his journey mm-hmm. because he's progressing a lot slower along the journey than the average dude, or at least the clients that I've seen. Now, I was saying to him that, listen, if I had to put you somewhere on that scale based on all the people I've seen over the last, since I began the journey, since I was 17, 18, and the last three years of professional coaching, mm-hmm. I'll say you're roughly around a three or a four. Some departments a little bit more, some a little bit less, but definitely not on the higher end, right? And if you ever get into the comparison conflict of comparing your journey to someone else's, mm-hmm. It's a straight road to depression. Yeah, definitely. I can only agree. Um, it's it's important that you realize that sooner or later because it'll just destroy you. It'll literally destroy you. It's like because everything around you is unfair and, 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 and life is unfair and it's actually it's actually just the moment of realizing that it's it's in your hands and you have to put in the work and stop 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 uh, comparing yourself with other people because Everybody has their own different skill set, you know, and everybody has their own pace of learning. And the the guy from Vegas might be slow at one thing, but he might be fucking amazing at one thing. And and you know what I mean? It's like the, the, these are different Absolutely. things which you have to uh, realize. And and one thing I also strongly believe is that um, to not um, focus on your weaknesses. Um, definitely to focus more on your strengths like if you know what your strengths are like gary v would say just double down on that and um i i follow that i follow gary v religiously um and um, i was gonna bring him up because we're both students of gary definitely definitely yes and and uh, double down on your on your strengths and uh i think society wants us to to get better uh wants us to get better in different um aspects of our life where we're definitely very weak and then we end up just being like in the middle of everything like i'm good at that Mm -hmm. i'm good at that but you just know we're like really seriously and that's why maybe you don't stand out or you don't actually excel in one thing because you just focus on your weaknesses the whole time instead of focusing on something which you're really good at you know which is what you found i get yeah i think i it's like I don't I don't exactly know what I'm good at to be honest. 
I, I really don't know. Like, if I'm being honest with you, I don't know what it is. I know that I like being in front of the camera. I know that, in a way, I'm entertaining. But more than that, I don't actually know. Maybe the, I, I, I can tell you. What, really? I've already told you. But I can tell you again. It's an intangible likability. Really? Huh? It's not any one thing. It's not the way you look at me. It's not uh, your voice, even though your accent is... Uh, I'm sure if I just randomly went out into the mall, grabbed 100 women and played just a voice recording of you, they're down. Right? <laughs> down for a slice of that old cheesecake right there. That Bavarian cream pie sliced me up. I'm sure they're ready for some. Right, right. But right. it's not just that. Yeah, yeah, not just the smiles. It's... Uh, I guess it's the like It's this thing I first felt. It's the first thing I first felt when we first met. Because, mm. you know, like on the YouTube forums, you mentioned it in the intro. Mm -hmm. For those that don't know, the, these YouTube forums, like if you're going to start in a niche niche, like YouTube gaming, which is obviously extremely saturated now. Mm -hmm. And it, it was still, it's not like it wasn't it was in, in its infancy when we began, but it wasn't anything like it is now. And so you would go on these YouTube forums and you post up what you're about and you try and connect with as many people as you could. But there was this leech. There was this dark leech mentality known as the S4S. Oh, that was, that was, that was, <laughs> oh, I do not recommend that. Really, really not recommend that. Do they, do they know what this is? Your, your viewers? No, they have no idea, which is why I was just like laughing at your reaction to that. So uh, do you want to explain the S4S? Yeah, it's, uh, it's called Sub for Sub. And it's basically people uh, telling them, telling you on the comments, dude, subscribe to my channel and I subscribe to yours. And, and at first you think, hey, why not? I mean, if I'm going to have 900 subscribers, that's actually for, for, you'd think that'd be a positive thing. And when people come by, oh, this guy has 900 subscribers, I'm going to subscribe to his channel too because he's actually growing. But the thing is, those people who do sub for sub are just mostly other gaming channels who just want to grow their subscriber number, but don't give a shit about your content, don't watch your stuff, don't even give you the retention you need, and you got 900 subscribers with 20 views and 2 likes. And and, and that's that destroys the channel, like, right away. So, that was Boom. dark. That was dark. Boom. Yeah, see that? Now, the reason why I brought that up mm -hmm. <clears throat> is because that is the complete opposite of you. So when you go on these YouTube forums, I'll, I would say 80 to 90% of these people that you're meeting and they will drop a comment on your first post saying, hey, I'm here. Uh, 80 to 90% of them are these S4Ss. Mm -hmm. Some of them sneakier than others. Some of them are just straight dicks like the one you mentioned. Hey, man, subscribe to my channel. You mm -hmm. see it on Instagram mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah, these automated comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, awesome picture, man, even though it's a video. Yeah. Awesome picture. Please come check out my profile. Or I love you. Nice click. Right? <laughs> nice click. Follow me, bro. It's like, okay. <laughs> nice click. <laughs> they couldn't even get the English right. Yeah. God damn it. Okay. No, but so, uh, so that's the, uh, that mentality. Mm -hmm. When you see so much of that, and then you dropped a post, you dropped a comment on my thing, and I went and checked out your channel, and I checked out your content, and it's always, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to bring this up. Oh, shit. Just causing an earthquake on my camera. Sorry, guys, if you're watching that on YouTube. Um, I wanted to bring up Gary at some point in this conversation mm -hmm. because we're both students of Gary, and I'm not sure how long you've been following him for. Less but than, I've been less than you. Oh, less than a year? No, less than you for sure. Oh, less than you, yeah. yeah. So I I started following him roughly around the time I had the gaming channel. Mm 
it was roughly when I found him around there. Um, anyways, we'll get back to that. But that was what I was going to talk about was that the creative is everything, which is one of Gary's mantras, right? The variable is the creative, as he would say. And that's what I found in you. What I found is that despite, yeah, you can tell in like a nice comment a nice comment on my post, but when I go to check your video content, I was like, oh, this guy's real. Yeah. This guy's real. And if he's real at 10 subscribers or 11 subscribers, I want to see where that goes. I want to see where this blossoms. Right, right. And so that's, and so th- this is where we're wrapping the, or tying it right back up as to what you not even sure what it is you're good at. Mm-hmm. What you're good at is making me feel connected to you, allowing me to feel that realness. True. And for anyone who's getting into this game, that's why I've mentioned this for the long time, listeners to the Potto. They're probably sick of hearing me say this, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that haven't heard this before. The reason why I continue to do the Potto, the podcast, even though it's the least viewed thing of my channel, mm-hmm. if you want to look at the content that ranks, mm-hmm. <clears throat> videos of me approaching women, mm-hmm. right? That's how my channel went from 130 subscribers to 10,000 in less than a month, right? And that's through YouTube because how it happened was that at the time, it wasn't too saturated yet. Mm -hmm. So I put out these mass videos. A couple videos got traction and the way they got traction was that through tags, they got tagged next to other big videos. Mm -hmm. So channels that were much, much bigger than mine that already had several hundred thousand views and then my little tiny uh, video, because it's in such a niche, got attached and like, you know, up next, what to watch, continue watching, up next, got tagged along with that. So that's how that grew. <clears throat> but what I realized very quickly after I put out maybe four of those types of videos, which got, you know, thousands and thousands of views, mm-hmm. what I realized is that, okay, this is good. But then all these comments, hey, bro, where's the next in field? which is, for those of you that don't know, the videos of me going up to women in field, so to speak. And I'm like, well, I was having, I was at a real crossroads in my journey because that's not why I did this. I didn't get into this so that I could make content for people who want to sit at home and not take control of their lives. That's not why I got into this. So I had a decision to make. I either continue making this content, which gets me the views, gets me the ranking, but would make me feel shit and would feel completely unfulfilled right. or on the complete opposite, I stop doing that and I go into really why I'm doing this, mm-hmm. which is the manifesto of the podcast. If you go right back to the pod, it's like, this is the deep shit. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is that even though this got such little views, mm-hmm. still does, mm-hmm. still does get such little views in terms of breadth, mm-hmm. but the depth, mm-hmm. it is through the podcast. This is what I started to notice that the DMs, the comments, the emails I received through the website about, hey, Adam, I heard you say this and it helped me to change my life. In Potter's 55, when you were talking about how to get over a breakup, I was going through such a tough time in life and I was maybe, and I've had messages, I was on the near end of wanting to end things, but I listened to you talk about and just the absolute inspiration and positivity that you're talking about that I can get through this, that was enough to help me keep going. Mm-hmm. Those messages don't come from videos of me approaching women on the street. No, 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 no. Definitely 
they come through this, which is why I've been so hell bent on fuck what fuck the comments on when people say, "Hey man, this isn't working for you." Go back to the videos of meeting women. Go back to that. Right. I'm like, well, you just, I, I don't resent that because I see that that's just their perspective. Mm-hmm. But I know deep down inside what actually moves the needle for my content. Yes. As, and for any other guys that are listening to this that are also in the same space as me, it's no reflection on other people that want to spend all their time making that type of clickbaity content or the content that's trending real big. Mm-hmm that might not necessarily have the same depth. It's not a matter of better or worse. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of what gets you going, what's your why, as to why the hell do you wake up in the morning. And I, I don't know, it's a major tangent we ran off into, but it's spurred off of this creative variable. It's spurred off of doing things for the depth of them. And I think when, we, when I first met you and when I first started seeing your stuff, it's the depth that I felt from you. So no matter what you would be doing, whether it was, uh, you know, you know, what's one of the one of the most trending things right now is just going up and interviewing people in the street. You've seen this, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just going up in the street, and you look at this content. Actually, this is what you were talking about before. You'd see channels with much lesser quality than yours mm-hmm. getting more traction. Mm-hmm. That's the game. And I'm so glad that you've been able to find a platform in Instagram. Mm-hmm in where your quality can shine through and does get the reach because deserving undeserving that's our subjective opinion but objectively your shit's good right yes yes for sure for sure Mm. basically if you're if you if you're if you're good at something or you have something which is which is definitely going for you um that stuff that stuff will, will 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 come out that stuff will, will reach will reach people. So if you're literally good at something or you have that feeling that you can do good with the stuff you want to show, um, sooner or later that stuff will, will reach people. You know, it's, it's, it's basically, um, I don't know how to say it the best way, but um, it's, it's, you have to realize, um, what's that word Gary Vee always uses? Self, um, self-awareness. Self-awareness, yes, yeah. that's really important. I mean, you can say to yourself, I want to make the biggest gaming channel, but you make me fall asleep after one minute, then, then, but you keep on going, then, then, then you don't have the right self-awareness. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's really important to just sit back and reflect and just look at yourself. I know I want to do this. Is it a dream though? Is it something which, which I can reach or you just have to like be able to reflect and self-awareness is so important when you're actually pursuing a goal, if it's on the internet or if it's a business or whatever, you just need to realize, am I up for it? Am I ready to endure myself? Am I ready to, to put myself through this process? And you just really have to question yourself. Um, not only because you see a big dude, a big gaming channel with 1 million subscribers and you think I can do that too, but you ha- it's, you have to be aware first. Are you capable? Mm. Are, are you that type of person? And, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's not for everybody, you know, it's like you, 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 you could like completely be motivated to do a, a gaming channel and, and, um, but let's say, I don't know, let's, let's say after six months you realize shit, that's not my thing. You know, I actually want to do something else or I have a feeling that I'm good at something else. It's to know when to stop. That's the self-awareness, you know. Uh, it's, it, it's a lot of quotes nowadays tell people, just keep on going. 
And uh, I, I definitely think that it's important to keep on going, but there are signs before you actually reach the goal, which which tells you, bro, <laughs> it's not it's not working, you know. And and it's really important that you can listen to yourself. And um, I guess that's what I did. What sign was that for you, with your gaming, with your YouTube? Um, when you made the switch from YouTube to Instagram, what told you that? I wasn't growing. And I wanted to do my thing. I want to play my games. And I was in a conflict with myself. Should I should I do the games I want to do and get the views I get now? Or should I do the trending games and just completely not enjoy that game but try to get views? You know, it's like 50-50. And at the end, I just, I just couldn't find the balance between the big game I want to play and the game I should be playing. And plus, on top of that, the whole editing part, which completely destroyed me at the end. I just... Mm. dreaded the editing part i would record a video i'm like okay i'll edit like in a day or two and a day or two i'll come back it's like oh i got this video to edit yeah i think i'll wait a bit you know it's it's like at the end it was just basically um the editing but um i also had a conflict between um which 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 kind of which which kind of games i wanted to play i wasn't true to myself it was if i was really true to myself i'd be playing overwatch I'd be doing Overwatch videos the whole day, you know. Mm. But uh, it's 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 not easy on, on on YouTube. And at that point, I realized, okay, I'm not enjoying it, and I'm not cut to be that person to be just playing games which I should be playing, and then enjoying them in front of the camera. But I'm actually not enjoying them because I started off with realness, and I wanted it to end it with realness. You know, I don't want to be fake or whatever. You know, that's that's kind of the reason yeah. why I kind of decided to stop with YouTube gaming because I ended up buying games for $5 because that was a viral game. I played that game mm. and I just dreaded myself while I was recording this video. I'm like, why am I even playing this game? You know, I don't even want to play this game, but I know I might get I might get um, good early views and then it just all became about the views and then it just completely destroyed me. So I'm like, oh no, stop that. It's a mixture of a lot of stuff, yeah. Also, you're getting a bit quiet on the mic. Just make sure you keep this one up close to your mouth. Sorry, bro. There you go. You're right. Um, now, let's, uh, mm-hmm. I want to dive in on, um, on Gary for a second. Right. Because obviously, I mentioned a couple of times now, we're both students of Gary, but I had, uh, I don't really know much about how you got into his content, and even more than that, I want to dive into the deeper shit. I want to dive into what drew you into him, mm-hmm. and what his inf- what has his influence been for you as you've gone through your journey uh, through content creation, as you mentioned earlier in the beginning, creating happiness for yourself through content creation. What's Gary's influence been like on you? I started with YouTube because I thought this can't be. Like, I, it can't be that I am a modern slave. I have a company which tells me when to be at work, when to eat, and when I can go home, and what I'm allowed to do. And 8 to 5, I'm spending 42 hours a week at that place, and I'm going to end up, and with 65 years old, that's, the po- that's, that's where I can say to myself, okay, I can stop working now for this company, and then live my life. And then I just thought... <laughs> that can't be the case. I mean, I, mm. I, I, how how can anybody? Of course, there's enough people who are happy with that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, 
but I just ask myself, how can one be happy with such a with such a a, a rhythm? You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. this this can't be the way you live. At the end, you go to school, you get you, you, uh, the school system wants you to be good workers, right? Uh, they they don't teach you how to be your own boss and, and entrepreneur or, or or your own CEO of a company. They just teach you how to be a good worker, you know. And then I just f- fell into that rhythm, and I just at one point realized is this th- is this life is this the rhythm of life is this how everybody has to live with and i just thought to myself no this can't be i'm not happy and the moment when i realized that i wasn't happy i wanted to find out what made me happy just 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 you know like what 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 makes me wake up and tell myself you know what i want to do that and then the funny thing was there's this one quote from i think it was buddha or something um make a make a hobby of yours a hobby of yours into a job mm. that's how it started i'm like okay that sounds a cool that sounds like a cool idea why don't we try that and then mm. uh, that it kind of started with that like okay i'll try gaming and then once i let, let's see how that goes and then i just typed in like how can i live off of gaming <laughs> and then i found yep. cutie and then it started there but then that's where gary v came in I, I, the question, the real thing is, I don't have no idea how I found Gary V. I have no idea how I found him, but mm. he was very. He came. He was like really arrogant. The way he talked, you know, it's like mm. everybody thinks he's arrogant the first time they see him, and then it's like thinking, okay, wait a second, this guy literally is talking out of my. He, he's talking what's up in here, you know. He's saying the things which I've been thinking about the whole time. It's like, you guys can live off of. I'm making a podcast about Smurfs and, and you can, <laughs> you know, and, and you can live off of that and make $60,000 a year and you're going to be happy. I'm just like, holy shit. There is a possibility to be happy by trying to do something which you love. And that is by, 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 by tasting, you know, he, it's, it's like you really have to know yourself and find out what your hobbies are and just taste, taste what you like to do. And uh, it's actually true. You I mean, y- you can't say that you, you love spaghetti, but when you never try lasagna, right? And 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 that's why I just thought to myself, okay, I will taste gaming, and I'm gonna try gaming and see how it goes. Um, I thought to myself that I found it, like I I I, I, sp- I told myself for two years, like this is it. I have found my niche. I love playing games, and at the same time, I'm extremely entertaining at it. But I don't know. It just after one or after two years i just realized oh wait a second i'm not enjoying it i love the gaming part but the whole other thing which comes with it the whole editing and this and that and all the marketing stuff which you have to do on youtube i did not enjoy so i decided to taste the next thing and uh that's why i i i like to follow his steps because it's just so it's 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 soothing to know that someone has done it obviously you know like Mm. he he literally is living i'm not saying he's living the dream but he's really happy at doing what he is doing and that really inspires me i just want to do something that makes me happy i don't care if i if i if i end up um earning less than i have now you know what i mean as long as i can live with the money i get from what i love doing i'm a happy man that's that's what i learned your your descent which we haven't talked about yet uh, you're you were born in Bali, yes. Yes, I'm born. I was born in Bali. 
um, lived there for 16 years. I am yeah. half Balinese and half Swiss. And about 12 yeah. years ago, I moved to Switzerland. Yeah. So the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because you've got real perspective on what it means to live humbly. In Bali? You know what it's like to live around people in Bali who have very little. The people in Bali, okay. I think Bali is a special, a special island. But in, if, if you've lived in Bali, then you, you learn, then you learn um, to be happy with less. You don't need material you don't need items you don't need stuff you don't need, you don't need to buy anything to be happy it's 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 the way you think it's the mentality and it's the realization that love and happiness is more important than material you know and if you can actually if that if that stays in your mind or if you realize that pretty early um, like in your 20s or in teenage or whatever uh, you'll you'll be much happier um than, than thinking that I need to buy the new supreme clothes to be happy and, and that's just a waste of money, you know. Because, I mean, if you're sick or terminally ill, all you want, the only thing you want to be is healthy, you know, healthy and happy. Mm. Yeah, none of that shit matters when things get real. That's true. Which is actually, uh, I know this is, we're, we're diving in here, so let's get, let's get deep here. It's one of the great things I love about life and death. It's perspective. True. Whether you get got a hundred percent of viewer retention or whether you got uh, the same level of discovery and mm -hmm. impressions mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, today, and all the like rate and the comment rate, mm -hmm. even if it was on a piece of content you feel like was shit hot and you put so much into it, yet for some reason it just didn't click, or you just, or even more so because that's based on your own perspective. But when negativity comes your way. When people, I'm not sure what it's like. I don't think there's too much negativity on your pages, but um, you'd see it. You'd see it. I'm sure you've seen it over the last few years, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. just unsolicited hate. Where it's like, you did nothing to this person. Mm -hmm. And just, you could get 100,000 amazing positivity, positive comments, but the one hateful comment is the one that sticks in your mind. It's the one that you kind of carry around, you walk around with, until you get real perspective, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. until you realize, well, hang on, what am I, what am I doing? What do I care if JR fifty fifty five says that my mom's fat? Right, right. What do I care about right, that? It right. doesn't make sense. And then it doesn't make sense, especially more if, like you said before, terminal illness, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. someone dies, mm -hmm. and in our in our culture, especially in the in the content creation culture, the demographic is much younger. Right, you know, it's, it's the young kids coming up now that you and I, how old are you? 29. 29, yeah, I thought so. So I'm 25, you're 29. Mm -hmm. We remember what it was like to go outside and play. Oh, yes, definitely. A bike. Right? A bike. We remember what it was like before tech. Mm -hmm. right? we, we come from that space. So, and I think that's a blessing in a way because kids these days don't know what that's like. They don't know what it's like not to have uh, the phone, they don't know what it's like to be constantly surrounded by these youtube stars and can see that this is so they're growing up with this perspective mm -hmm. and i feel like the perspective is lost even more so on them which is why conversations with people like you like this i feel like is super important to ground people in the realization that at the end of the day none of this shit actually matters true true the health and well-being of yourself and the people that you love will always trump everything that's going on within that little Five Bubble by five circle. pixel 
sugar box. Yeah, definitely. I mean, first of all, obviously, the most important thing is happiness and, 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 and healthy, being healthy. But I mean, like the people who spread negativity, I mean, spreading negativity is a choice. And I don't remember getting that much hate on, on my on my Instagram channel, but there was a bit of hate on my on my YouTube channel. And at first mm-hmm. it kind of hit me like, damn it, what did I do? What, what did I do wrong? But what you actually need to realize is that person is a not not I, I personally think that person is not in a good place. Like I think he or she is the one that actually needs help because he or she is spreading negativity. And just like I said before, it's a choice to do that. Because you can either choose to to see the glass half full or the glass um, half empty. You know what I mean? Mm. And those are people who are just negative and they need to spread this negativity. And I personally think there's something wrong with them. You know? So mm. it's, 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 it's not about... Um, not always about yourself and don't don't always let it get to you don't let it get it all per, don't get all personal on 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 on, on hate because uh, in the end if if you actually think what you're doing is is the right thing it sounds it's really easy to say but just ignore the hate because it's there they're the one who has the problem you know but yeah happiness and and health as long as happiness and health is is in my life i think i can pursue my my hobby you know what I mean? That's like the most important thing. I don't need, I mean, obviously money's nice and to be able to afford a few things is a, is a good thing. But uh, like I said, it's, it's, it's much, much more beautiful to do something which you love for $70,000 a, mo- a year instead of working in an office for 90000 and just hating life, you know? Oh, Definitely. yeah. And you mentioned happiness a few times here, so I want to go in on this. Mm-hmm. Instead of asking you the typical question that you'll see on every single podcast, Belku, what does happiness mean to you? <laughs> Instead of that, because let's, let's move away from that, I want to take a different angle. Say you're 90 years old. Mm. 60 years time, 61 years time. Mm-hmm. You're 90 years old for whatever the reason, you're on your deathbed. Mm-hmm. And you've just got one moment. You've just got a moment to reflect on before lights go out and we don't know what happens afterwards, but lights about to go out. When you reflect on your life, how will you know that you've lived a life of happiness? By not regretting, by, by not holding back, by, by uh, like, I live my life at the moment. Um, how do you say it the best way? I live my life at the moment by, by hoping that I don't regret anything. So if I see something which could be good for me or which if I see something new, the usual, usual me would stay in the comfort zone, you know, because I hated leaving the comfort zone. But now I just think to myself, if I don't jump out of the comfort zone, if I do not attend this event or if I don't contact this person, I will regret it. And that is the only thing that is... M- fueling my motivation at the moment i don't want to regret anything i don't want to look back in 30 years and told myself i should have tried that instagram thing or i should have done that but instead i just sat in my office and just did my thing and just died slowly inside you know so it's actually the regret i just don't want to i don't want to regret anything it's 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 i mean i i couldn't talk like this three years ago 
Jesus Christ, I couldn't talk like this three years ago. But but no. but like you know, experience, pursuing, creating, and obviously just listening to, to the people who who actually do things in life. You know, like for example, Gary Vee and stuff. So it's yeah. it's 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 regret. I don't. I just. I don't want to regret anything. I mean, you can't regret everything, and if you don't actually, it's like with women. I mean, seriously, if you if you if you see this person or you feel a connection or you feel attracted to that person, obviously a lot of things are holding you back. But if you don't try to find out if this other person is even interested in you, I don't want to have that regret. I don't want to have that regret. I don't want to think back with 70, hmm, if only I spoke to her or hmm, if only I actually didn't pussy out in the last minute. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's really important that... Uh, um, if you have that kind of mindset, leaving the comfort zone is probably the best thing one can do. That's just the way I think at the moment. It's a strange thing, right, though, what you just said about leaving the comfort zone because it almost seems to be that it never doesn't not work out. I'm not even sure if that made sense, but do you know what I mean? It's like... In the end, it always works out. I mean... Every time you do something courageous, mm-hmm. it works out. Now, it might not work out, so to speak, in the way that you had first envisioned. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for example, being a massive YouTube gamer that led to millions and millions of subscribers and da-da-da, living off of that. Mm-hmm. But you're a lot better at Instagram than most people, mm-hmm. right? Because you had those years of experience mm-hmm. and you put that work in. And that came from that initial courageous moment to say, hey, I'm just going to try something different. And this, you can just see. Like, this is something that I found... Actually, this is a slight tangent because I actually want to dive in on the aspect of women for a second with you and lessons that you've learned from your breakup. Mm-hmm. But So I want to pin that. I want to park that for a second. But just on this thing of being courageous and being bold, it always seems to be rewarded. Now, whether you want to attribute that, I don't care who you attribute that to. Some people, if you're a Christian, you want to attribute that to God. If you're a Buddhist, you want to attribute that to Buddha. Or you want to attribute it to the universe if you're more spiritual. Whoever, whatever, the labels, they're all labels. But this is something I've found very interesting over my journey over the last few years that I've been interested in talking to other people about, which is that it seems to be that whenever you make a courageous move, you do something of boldness, Mm -hmm. it always works out. Is that what you found as well? Not always works out, but you learn out of that situation. And that just, that just, that's, that's the most important thing, you know? Oh yeah, when I say it always works out, I don't mean like like I said, well, not envisioned necessarily in the same way. Right, right. But yeah, as you said, learning. Yeah, something. you learn something, and you actually know how it feels, and by knowing how it feels, it gives you more courage to do it again the next time. It's mm. it's 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 really simple, and and let's go back to I don't know, texting or 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 speaking with a girl, just jump. <laughs> you know, it's so. Yeah. Uh, what what do you, what do you have to lose? You get a no, you know. It's like it's like you, you get a no, and and what what is she, is she gonna talk about you with her friends and stuff? That might happen, but that's life. But but you need to keep on going. You need to keep on learning, and you just need to <laughs> to jump out of that box. It's it's really important if you want to achieve anything in life. You have to leave your comfort zone, and most of the time. It only does good to you because you're you're changed after that. Either you're you you mature, you learn, or you succeed on it. You know, 
So it's really it's really important to just jump. I mean, 99 problems which you have in your head or what you thought is going to happen won't even happen. They won't even happen. You know what I mean? I mean, you come up to that girl and you think she's going to slap you. I mean, who the hell is it? The, the, the chances are she might just walk away. You know what I mean? And, 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 and just stop thinking about the problems before they're even there. But that's everywhere. It's just like everywhere. If, if you want to base it with Instagram, if you want to base it with girls or YouTube channels, you just try. You know, it's like you post a picture. I don't know if this picture is going to work or not. But if you, the more you think about it, the less you're going to do. Just do. Just try. And then you see. If you see after that posting that picture, shit, that I got absolutely zero engagement, then you've learned. You move on and you do something else. The same with women, mm. I guess. Yeah. 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 And that's it's a great segue. It's a great segue because you organically brought up um, the, uh, the women popped up. And so I wanted to talk to you about because that's probably maybe one of the last conversations we actually had mm-hmm. um, or last time we touched base anyway on Instagram because you got out of a really long-term relationship. True. Seven years? Seven years. Seven years, yes. Seven years. Mm-hmm. So, of course, of course, man, I don't, I don't, I don't need details. I don't need uh, the color of her eyes, but <laughs> because it's a, lot of this, cause a lot of this audience is 100% uh, here because they are definitely working on what I refer to as the romantic aspect of their temple. Mm-hmm. And when I talk about the temple being your being in life mm-hmm. and made up of roughly four different sections, your physical, mental, romantic, and purpose in life, the romantic side, which is what a lot of my business is based around, but actually is diving out a lot more just into general life purpose. The romantic side, there's a lot of people that would be really interested to know the perspective behind and what you went through getting out of a seven-year uh, monogamous relationship you know you were what, since so it's like if you're 29 now like mm-hmm. since 22 mm-hmm. 21 mm-hmm. roughly around there 21 yeah what what was that experience like and what has life been like after that for you now a few things which i definitely don't want to talk about but um yeah for, absolutely just go whatever you're no, comfortable no, definitely with, yeah? definitely well definitely i mean like with with when you're 21 you don't know what you want you have no idea what you want you just grateful that you have someone who listens to you and you feel attracted to and an amazing personality but like really knowing what you want like what kind of person personality or what kind of traits are really important for you you don't know you just don't know you you just you just jump into that relationship or as long as it feels good or if you think it's the right thing you just go with it you know and that's, that was the same with me. I was 21 and I thought to myself, this is the relationship. Like, this is what I wanted. But the, the, the older you get, the, the more mature you are, the s- slowly, the, the, like sooner or later you realize or you just kind of grow and realize that there are things that you want and that it's very important to you to take the next step. You know, as in family, kids, and stuff. And uh, I guess, I guess, um, I don't want to go into too many, too much details. But in in the last year of that relationship, I think I did realize that um, I did, I didn't find the stuff. I didn't have the 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 stuff I wanted in that relationship. You know, it's like I just, it's, it's. I don't want to talk about it too much. But there, but a, a year before we we broke up, I realized that there's there's something 
not exactly correct or not the this is not the way I want things to go and this is this is not the case but I just didn't know like is it a phase or is it something in real so you kind of battle with yourself at the beginning of, of realizing that this is something that you don't actually want maybe and uh, you kind of battle with yourself and then realize okay it's not a phase it's not now comes the hardest part is to, to tell this person or show this person that um, um, it, it's 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 not what you want, and that's probably the worst thing. I mean, after seven years, it's it's uh, it's not a nice. It's, it's just nothing is beautiful about a breakup, and uh, but it's the 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 most important thing is is to realize that this is not the relationship you want, and you have to tell it before it's too late. You know what I mean? Mm. So that's that's what I r experienced and uh, happened this year. I was about four or five months ago and mm. um now i'm, I'm saying still kind of fresh it's kind of fresh it's kind of fresh not 100 percent over it but uh you know it takes time i mean seven years you can't just forget like that and uh it was amazing seven years but uh you get older you're, you're i'm almost 30 and i kind of know what i want more now than i want than than, than what i wanted back then but that's obvious for because you're, you're young and stupid and now you're a bit older, but still stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gold. Yeah. Oh well, thank you for sharing there, man. Because I know it's yeah, it's raw stuff. Definitely. And of course, if she's listening, this is not to throw. The questions here are not to throw shade on anyone, but the nature of my Potter is raw and real. That right. I like to. Uh, I don't shy away from the dark things. I don't shy away from potential insecurities or anything like that i feel like a full and accurate account of our psychological well-being is what's required in this life mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so that's why with with guests and, and with people and just with myself uh i've been hell-bent on getting to as i say removing the wrapping paper from people and allowing people a window into who we actually are mm -hmm. and if there's you know if you want to think of like if you were to describe what's the purpose of this podcast, that's a huge part of it. A huge part of it is for a young dude, a young 18-year-old, even a young girl, mm -hmm. even a young girl, a young girl listening to what you just said mm -hmm. would have gained tremendous benefit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to know that, oh, the guy that I thought would be my guy for the rest of life, mm -hmm. you know, for the next... Mm -hmm. ten, oh, so there is the possibility, there is possibility that in maybe sure. seven to eight, ten years' time, we might not be right for each other. Mm -hmm. And it might not be necessarily because anyone did anything wrong. Mm -hmm. But you're just, just kind of growing apart. In separate ways. Yeah. yeah. She would gain tremendous benefit from that. And I feel like it would be an extreme disservice if you were to, if we were to bring that up, and I'm not saying this because I know this is not you, but if someone say that it was a different, maybe a guest that I didn't know as well, mm -hmm. and I could feel them starting to wrapping paper up. Mm -hmm. I could feel them start to maybe bend the light, so to speak, mm -hmm. on that experience. And you can always tell because a big part of my um, my day-to-day -day doings is Skype coaching, mm -hmm. right? When I Skype coach with people around the world. So I'm very, very familiar with when I feel people getting uncomfortable, feel people starting to bend light mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. not necessarily tell me exactly what's going, what's going on because you can tell. Mm -hmm. They take unnatural pauses, they will pause in in sentences that shouldn't have pauses because what are they really doing? They're, They're filtering about how they think 
yeah, they're thinking about mm-hmm. how they can reframe this so that it sounds better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want what sounds better. No. And I think as human beings, it's a disservice to give people what sounds better. I want what sounds real. Mm-hmm. And not what sounds real, but what was actually real. So to hear you say that then and there was powerful, man. It's powerful. Definitely, bro. No, but it's it's important. Like, I mean, obviously, if you're young and you, you're in a relationship and you think it's the one, just go with your gut. But just, you know, listen to your gut a lot. And if your gut is telling you something else, then talk. Talk about it early enough. Just communication is the most important thing. Like, above everything in a, in a, in a relationship, if you don't talk... You're just going to grow apart. And that's probably the worst thing. One of the worst things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, oh, man. But in my last long-term relationship, right. I've discussed this a few times in several different videos that I was six months too late on that. That I knew the point at which we needed to break up, mm-hmm. yet I let it drag on for six months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, in relative time periods compared to other people, six months isn't actually that long. You know, some people stay in relationships, I've Years. got friends. I'm sure you got friends. Yeah. Been in relationships for years, well past their due date. Yeah, definitely. Was was that was it similar for you? Did you or were you able to recognize that moment? I'd and say maybe it wasn't uh, too I'd, long I'd, of a period. I'd say on the sixth year of our seven-year relationship, I, I entered that phase, hoping it was a phase. But uh, in the last six months of 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 in and out of that phase, I thought to myself, okay, it's not a phase. There's something wrong here, and better do something about it and i think it yeah mm. all in all it was about a year right but it sounds but and it's it's kind of more denying in the very beginning of that year is more denying it's it's like no no it's a phase it's it's not it's not it's not something which which is permanent and it'll go away and i'll love her again and whatnot but it's i think uh i could say it's a year but it's more like the beginning is more like denying the phase but at the end mm. yeah about a year i guess and with the denying Mm -hmm. what did you learn about yourself now looking back on that you deny it and then it's like you realize that there's something wrong but at that moment you kind of like you know put it to the side and keep on going and then you realize that while you're doing this stuff you love playing games you're going out with your friends movies or just doing stuff you love every time you kind of switch off for that moment that few two the two three minutes or whatever whatnot of of your, what you're doing you get back to thinking to the whole relationship thing or the whole problem and then you kind of start to realize okay crap this is not a phase if i'm not if i'm not doing something else i'm thinking about that the whole time i better wake up there's something wrong here because if it's a phase a phase is a phase two three months i don't know it just goes away and and i don't know it just didn't go away, bro. It didn't go away. Like, I, 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 I played games. I went out and I did my thing. And it just kept on appearing. And, and those moments which I switched off, didn't think much. The first thing that came in mind was that. So that's, that's the way I kind of realized that it wasn't a phase. as uh, It's more mm. of a bigger problem, you know. Yeah. That's, 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 I guess, how... You mentioned it before, self-awareness. Yeah, self-awareness, bro. It's so important. Like, with, with, um, with food, too. <laughs> if, if I eat, if I, I, I do intermediate fasting, 
and uh, so I, I the latest I eat at night is at eight o'clock, and then I eat again to, on the next day at twelve o'clock. Sixteen hours. Six sixteen hours. Is it sixteen hours? Yeah, I think it's sixteen hours. Yeah, I try my best to do, to do intermediate fasting, and um, if you if you if you don't if you don't know yourself or you know your body, even in this eight hour food um in this eight hour period which you can actually eat you can still end up overeating and then actually oh, yeah. you know what i mean and then and, and then end up just being completely destroyed because you ate too much and then you're actually not um losing weight or you're not seeing progress so it's 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 really important self-awareness is really important if it's about food if it's about women it's about your hobby your relationship it's the most important thing is to be able to just sit back reflect and realize what's going up in your head you know what I mean? It's it it's that's a skill. I mean, a lot of you gotta be able to be quiet up here. There's so much noise around you, and if you can't be quiet up here, you're lost because one guy will motivate you the next day, and the next day some guy will tell you that your relationship is absolutely fine, and you think, yeah, of course it's fine because this guy told me it's fine. And the more noise you let into yourself, the more distracted you get, and the less the less you're able to listen to yourself. And you're you, nobody knows yourself better than yourself. You know what I mean? You gotta listen to your gut, and the more stuff you listen from outside, the easier it is to, to be influenced and be less and less happy. So, kind of learn that with the years to just accept, respect people's opinion, take the positives out of it, and also realize that are the negatives there too, but at the end, just listen to yourself. You know, it's the gut feeling, yeah. man. The gut feeling has helped me years, and it's going to help me for another 300 years. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean, bro? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you mentioned noise there for a second. I wanted to ask you, uh, do you have a spiritual practice of any kind in regards to meditation, mindfulness, uh, even, you know, and of course, don't restrict those labels to your classical idea of sitting in the monastery with your legs crossed. You know, I, I spoke with uh, Mikel on the last podcast about his spirituality, and his spirituality is dropping a thousand buckets on the street basketball court. Mm-hmm. That's his meditation. Mm-hmm. Do you have something like that in your life? Music. Music is, is 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 the best thing for me. Like, um, I think music gets to me um, more than than the typical person. You know, it's like sometimes when you listen to something, like the left part, the left part of your brain just kind of numbs up, and you're and and you're like the like one part of my body just like numbs up because I really feel the music you know like the how do you say it in english mm. the and and endo more the morphine the, the stuff the endorphins. endorphins yeah that's right your, your body creates those endorphins and i think that's my best way to keep quiet because you know i mean people have their opinions like what the hell are you doing posting sh- um pictures on instagram the whole time you know it's like um I know what I want to do. It's it's to be happy doing what I want to do by creating and whatnot. But then people come and drop their opinions and then they kind of like push you into one direction, you know. And then even though you know which direction you want to go, people like to push and drop their opinions because, you know, maybe they didn't actually um, go for their for their goals or they didn't try to find happiness so they're going to try to bring you bring them down with you and through music i can actually cancel out this noise and just basically remind myself bro 
you want to do something you want to try something and the main main the biggest the biggest thing that makes me scared is is the regret you know i just don't want to regret it so wake up i just i just keep on telling myself don't regret it try try finding happiness and music helps me stay concentrated i think it's it's music what kind of music i'm a big big fan of jack johnson <laughs> yeah and i have this uh this um, pl chill playlist on Spotify where you just have like absolute chill playlist and the more I can I, I see music as like a drug it definitely helps me relax oh yeah you know what I mean it just helps me relax yeah. and then <clears throat> gets you into the mood and then cancels out stress uh, I guess that's my 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 form of meditation I I, I would say sport but I just do it so my body looks good. I actually, mm -hmm. I obviously, we need to do, we need to exercise. I mean, you do your pull-ups, I see them. You do your muscle-ups, I also see them on, on Instagram. And obviously, sport is very important to be healthy up here too on your in your head. But for me, it's more like, I, I kind at the moment, I'm doing it so I can look good, you know? Mm. But so I can't tell you that it's my form of meditation because I just do it because I have to do it. And I want to look good. But my true form of meditation is, I guess, music, yeah. That's, that's, there, there, pin that. Pin that in your mind. What you just said right there, that real raw honesty, hey, it's like, I know me. It's, I don't, I don't get, I don't get a hard on from sprinting the hill. No, right? no. That's, that's me. I, then, that right there is why, is what you're so good at. Because what most people would have done in that moment mm -hmm. to make themselves sound good mm -hmm. is you go, yeah, yeah, sports, meditation, right? Yeah, because people like sports and people, that sounds like a, yeah, I derive mm -hmm. fulfillment and med deep, deep presence from every single little thing that I do, including this. But you know, no, actually, there's not that much of a holistic reason for me wanting to uh, train other than that, just I want to look better. Yeah, really, I just don't. I just but you find... I, that that radical honesty right there is what I love. I love that. And you mentioned music being a drug. I'm very similar. And I've had conversations with my, one of my mates, Mike, mm -hmm. uh, you know, late night conversations that you have mm -hmm. with, your, with your best mates. And one, of the, one thing we were talking about is how you said it, like you started right off by saying that you feel like music hits you on a different level than most people. Mm -hmm. I've also felt the same way. Because when I've been listening to uh, certain tracks, certain music, I get, and you talk about endorphins, mm -hmm. and you described it as a numbing on your left side. Mm -hmm. For me, it's like, imagine a small thunderstorm is going through my, from the top of my head mm -hmm. down to my feet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just waves of electricity, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, specifically with Disney music. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about this before we started out the podcast. Yeah. Um, because this has been a long time running thing for people who listen to the podcast for a long time. Before I set up for my solo stuff, mm -hmm. the way that I get hyped is by blasting Disney tracks, specifically Phil Collins from the, the Tarzan film, mm -hmm. uh, Two Worlds and Strangers Like Me, and also You'll Be In My Heart, those three right there. I've been listening to those same three tracks since I was a little kid. Shit. And I still get the thunderstorm of just electric shocks that go through me, especially when I allow myself the space to really feel into it. But it goes for that with a lot of our, you know, um, soundtracks that come through 
anime films, mm-hmm. uh, Japanese music, mm-hmm. uh, just feel good stuff, mm-hmm. stuff that makes you feel good. I get a real physical intense response like you've described. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, that was cool to hear you uh, speak on that as well because I can 100% relate with that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the best thing. And uh, coffee. <laughs> Love coffee, <laughs> I got to say. Music, music. Well, that's where we differ. Yeah. I think you're more into tea, obviously. Got the green tea matcha, yeah. It's not that I'm against coffee. Mm-hmm. It's just that because, similar to you, um, I've kicked completely kicked out dairy for the most part out of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Do you drink black coffee or do you still have dairy in your coffee? No, 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 I drink black coffee, yeah. You black coffee, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I thought I heard you say before that you were dairy-free as well. Yeah. Uh, so that initially was just a lifestyle choice when I first was learning to, when I first began my first business in personal training. Um, I decided just to try it. And I noticed I was a lot better not eating dairy. Mm-hmm. Not not because of anything more than the fact that I just felt better not eating dairy. And then I, as I started to go on, I started to realize that, yeah, actually, there's probably a bit of science behind that as well. So, but even if you don't want to dive into the science, just look at when I eat this, do I feel good or not? That's often one of these, because, you know, cycling back to nutrition here for a second, I'm balls deep in nutrition. Like you, you talked about intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've been practicing that and learning about that since I was about 18. So in the last like seven years or so, Jesus different Christ. windows, sometimes 22-hour fasts. Oh, shit. And you know, six days of the week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now at the moment, it's more closer to around 14 to 16 mm-hmm. hours. Mm-hmm. But, you know, being in the personal training world, you kind of have to be about that life. Mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily you have to be in intermittent fasting, but you should at least be aware of it. Definitely. So... Uh, but what I found and, you know, whether you want to be carnivore, mm-hmm. you know, carnivore diet, mm-hmm. which is getting a lot of traction that's trending right now, mm-hmm. keto, it's kind of, keto at its moment, it's starting to dive off a little bit, mm-hmm. still there, still there, but a big cult following for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, veganism, absolutely, plant-based diets. Mm-hmm. And actually I would consider veganism and plant-based diets two separate communities. Definitely. Because you actually kind of, kind of actually said a little bit about that before. We didn't dive too much into it. But you were plant-based to begin with purely for the self and purely for just improving your own own health. Yeah, Yeah, your own health. Mm -hmm. It didn't have any attachments to religion. It didn't have any religious aspect to Mm -hmm. it. It didn't have any religious aspect around. And when I say religious, I mean a a commitment to something outside of yourself, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whether that be animals, whether that be the environment, et cetera, et cetera. So I think you could divide in the veganism or the plant-based eating there's that aspect and because i've got clients that uh i've got a few clients that i've trained in person as well just in boot camps shout out to soul if he's listening who started off vegan i don't know guys that i'll go out to dinner with that are vegan as well Mm -hmm. and one thing that i love and where i'm going with all this is that regardless of which community you subscribe to whether it's carnivore keto vegan omnivore like myself whatever whatever it is at the end of the day, no one can tell you what makes you feel best. True. Actually, very true. Okay. Because, because you know, and it's, you have to try it. You have to try you have it. To try and it. you don't know. Like, I tried vegan. Mm-hmm. I tried veganism a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. similar to you. Mm-hmm. I had the complete opposite response to you. Right, you said that you tried it for two weeks yeah. and you felt great. Yeah. I tried it for two weeks and felt like shit. Oh, shit. Okay. And the moment I got right back onto... Uh, red meat felt amazing mm-hmm, felt mm-hmm. absolutely amazing now um i was supposed to make a podcast on my 
nutrition, which I haven't done yet. I have never got around to it. Maybe this is a good time to do it, right. but I don't want to drag on too much of yeah. it other than saying that the quality of meat that I eat is of the absolute highest caliber. That things like factory farming, I saw what the health as well mm-hmm. and noticed that there were a lot of incongruencies and a lot of uh, misperceptions of certain information. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the ideas behind factory farming mm-hmm. and the ideas behind processed uh, bullshit meat. processed yeah. meat mm-hmm. I think we can all agree on are not healthy for anyone. Definitely. Right. Definitely. Produce that's lived its entire life in a cage, steeped in its own shit, and then gets brought to the slaughterhouse Mm -hmm. in which it's still steeped in its own shit Mm -hmm. and all these antibiotics and all that stuff, you know. Of course, that's not going to be good for anyone. Mm -hmm. So I made a decision, probably like a hard decision, about two years ago Mm -hmm. now to only eat the absolute highest caliber. At first, that was, you know, your grass-fed, grass-fed beef, mm-hmm. making sure that it was coming from an actual butcher who knew exactly where mm-hmm. these animals are coming from, could verify, validate for me mm-hmm. that, you know, this is a local butcher, that's a small boutique butcher, it's not Coles, it's not Woolworths, which I can't really know mm-hmm. what standards they're keeping. Oh, by the way, Coles and Woolworths for people. Oh, from Australia? It's Just imagine your chain. Right, right, right. Chain supermarket. Right. But then I took it to the next level in that now, I, for the most part, except for you know special occasions or if I'm, if my family's eating something you know on the once every week, uh, once a fortnight or whatever, and I have a meal with them because mm-hmm. I'm not going to force them to eat the way that I eat. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, 99% of the time, I'm only eating game meat, mm-hmm. wild game meat. Really? That's kangaroo, that's emu, that's, uh, that's for the most part, those three there, uh, wild boar, mm-hmm. you know, camel, crocodile, that type of stuff. Stuff that I know 100% has been eating the absolute best nutrient density quality diet possible. Mm -hmm. That's eating shit it's supposed to be eating that is not being interfered with Mm -hmm. and that uh, is being sustainably sourced as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that for me is how... And of course, that's that's the kickers. That's the kickers, I guess, maybe in a similar way to you that how at first it was just for your self-health. You want to call it that, Mm self-health. But then you found something more beyond that, and that's for the similar way is what I found more beyond for myself. And I'm now diving right back up the rabbit hole. The reason why I brought all this in is because whether you're similar to me in that you eat an omnivorous diet where you have a super amount of you know kale, vegetables, mm-hmm. sauerkraut, beet kraut, turmeric kraut, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, but then you've also got high-level game meat, mm-hmm. the best quality meat you could possibly eat, mm-hmm. wild-sourced fish. And you got that, or oh, you're keto, mm-hmm. or oh, you're paleo, or oh, you're vegan. Yeah, da, da, da. Yeah. To me, I personally don't give a fuck mm-hmm. as long as it makes you feel good, mm-hmm. right? As long as it makes you feel good mm-hmm. and that it's not affecting and causing pain for others, right? Yes. And that in your perception of it, and what I mean by that is you're not attacking other people because of the way they eat. I did that for the first two weeks. The moment I changed to vegan, I just told them how amazing it felt and you should stop eating animals because they deserve to live. But it got a very negative response and I decided to myself, okay, fuck that. I am not going to tell people to go vegan. I'm just going to live and let live and do my thing and lead by example. Like if anybody's interested in what I'm doing, come over and check my stories. I, 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 I'll, I'll show you. You know, I'm not forcing nobody to go vegan. But I did that in the first two weeks. And uh, it wasn't good. It just it just got a negative re- response. But now, since I've been just doing my thing, um, I've had mm. officially three people go vegan, which 
which was a, it's just an amazing feeling. Like they they literally mm. saw the point why I am doing it, and then they thought to themselves like, oh shit, why don't I try this? And then after two three months, they said, I am not gonna eat any more animal products, and uh, that's that's an absolutely amazing feeling because you don't create this content in uh, hoping that you make everybody vegan, but you just create the content by just showing the people that it's actually possible to 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 eat easy good and get the stuff you need in a in a, in a plant-based diet you know and at the very beginning i did a lot of things wrong first of all i told people to go vegan secondly i just ate <laughs> i just i love that that's but that's what i love i love that that's why i wanted to talk why i can talk about this with you mm-hmm. because look at what you just said i did a lot of things wrong first off most stereotypical vegans won't even admit that mm-hmm. that they even that there was something wrong at the beginning. And the number one thing that you said was that I was telling others to do it. Yeah, fuck, I love that. That was that wasn't a good idea. And then secondly, I just ate whatever was not, which I just ate whatever had no animal products inside of it. So I'm like mm-hmm. thinking, okay, this burger with uh, with quinoa and whatnot is. Uh, is animal is cruelty free has no animals it's got the vegan label on it i'm going to start eating this and then i just ate that obviously since you've been skinny fat you end up do losing weight but you actually realized shit there's no animal products in here but at the same time this stuff is processed heavily processed carbs as well yeah this stuff is processed all this fats and all these chemicals and this and that i'm like wait a second is this actually good for me? I mean, I know I don't want to eat any more animals, but at the same time, I'm just stuffed myself with stuff which has been made in the factories, you know? And then that's when mm. I kind of started to to move into a whole, whole, how do you say it in English? Um, a whole plant diet, a whole... Um, like an organic, yeah. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I start going the organic direction. Yeah, yeah, more like I have no more processed food. The only thing yeah. which I cook... Whole foods. Whole foods, whole food, whole plant foods. Um, the only thing I eat which is processed when I cook myself are tofus, like tofu, mm-hmm. tofu or tempeh, yeah. soy, soy, and uh, the rest I like to eat it at its uh, um, most original form. You know, I'm not I'm mm. not a raw vegan. It's kind of interesting, not gonna lie, but I'm not into the whole raw vegan thing. Um, I like to cook my foods as um, as, a, as 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 a whole food. And m- mm. personally, I can only talk about myself, obviously. My body has been thanking me. It's like, bro, <laughs> thank you for the for these, for these the stuff which you put into me. Over these years, you've been giving me shit, but now you're giving me good stuff. And I'm going to give you the fuel back. You know, I feel stronger at the gym. And then I'm, I'm lean. I don't, I, don't have, I, I don't count. You can see it in your face, man. Right? The first thing I noticed when we jumped on. It's like you got hard cheek lines now. Yeah. When I first met you, it's soft cheeks. <laughs> but it, 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 it's true. I got lean without can- counting any macronutrients, without counting counting anything. Nothing. I don't even know my caloric intake. Obviously, mm. there's caloric deficit and caloric. What's the other thing when you're above um, your caloric intake? I don't know what it's called. But I just uh, yeah, yeah. I just eat, and then I just got leaner and leaner, and then I saw veins on my body. I'm like, okay. I'm doing something right, but that's the moment where I change from a processed diet to a whole plant food diet. And 
it has been doing amazing for me and i cook that a lot and then my ex-girlfriend also realized that she also started to lose weight well, because she just ate whatever i cooked for dinner mm. and and at that moment i realized okay for me there is no going back because i know people have their own opinions but i just don't want to harm no animals so that's why i can actually live off of meat i don't want any more dairy products because that stuff is really bad for you that's something which is proven scientifically bad for you that cow milk is just bad for you that's that's what i have been reading and 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 that's it's what a lot of people don't want to realize that um it it's i don't know the way how to say it in english but it kind of um um blocks your arteries all right it, it's mm. with 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 the mucus and whatnot and and there's a lot of hormones in there and antibiotics and and pus and i just don't see the reason why we should drink another animal's uh, milk i mean there's a ton of different possibilities with nut milk like almond milks and soy milk and whatnot that's the only mm. thing which i personally think is not healthy for us is to drink cow milk okay and um sure. and um by 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 staying on this whole um whole food whole food diet um i have never felt better and somehow i just cannot i cannot see myself moving away from this it's not a diet it's not a diet i, I cannot say it's a diet because it's a lifestyle change and the moment you do yeah. a lifestyle change it's the moment you actually see results you know, because if you're telling yourself, I'm going to do a diet, you're going to do something for three months. And then after that, you just can't wait to eat, stuff yourself with burgers again. And that's not actually, it's not going to get you anywhere in the long term. So I just don't see it as a diet. I see it as a new way of eating. And it's amazing. Obviously, I have to supplement myself with B12 because you don't get it as a vegan. Vitamin B12. Mm. And I also supplement myself with vitamin D because... Uh, you just you won't get 20 minutes of sun here in switzerland so it's actually really important yeah, to get yeah. enough vitamin d of course yeah. do you get your blood work checked next thing i really plan on doing is getting my blood work checked because i strongly believe, recommend I, I strongly believe that it, I, I, I've, I have amazing blood um blood scores or whatever you call it in english but uh, i don't know yet obviously and that's the next thing i'm going to do yeah definitely yeah i mean i, I eat a yeah. ton of fruits bro i eat vegetables and fruits and <laughs> hey banana bros banana bros right banana bros, I do love the bananas. <laughs> and uh you, you used to eat bananas a lot on your on your when you when you played a game when you recorded a video <laughs> yeah yeah but hey, uh still do so well actually i've been i've been having to reintroduce them because i was keto for several years really uh and i recently stopped the keto lifestyle about oh six months ago yeah so i was on keto for about two three years mm -hmm. And uh, when I got really heavily back into fight training for mixed martial arts, mm -hmm. I noticed that keto couldn't quite keep up with my glycolytic needs, mm -hmm. my needs to have carbohydrates as a fuel source mm -hmm. to be able to train sometimes three times a day, mm -hmm. two, three times a mm -hmm. day. Um, so that's, I, we won't dive in, into that right now because I want to just uh, highlight something about yourself and about your perspective because Obviously, there, there are many things that you said based around ideas around why you don't do certain things. That's not, I don't want to dive into that because that's not really the, the gold ticket. That's not the big ticket of what you were saying because this is not a, this is not a nutrition debate and I don't want to get into a nutrition debate. Um, it's up to you guys if you want to do your own research 
And if you're interested in what Bells talk about here and what I've talked about here, do your own research. That's, you know, there's, there are other professionals in that space that you can go listen to. Actually, one I would recommend is Joe Rogan just had Chris Kesser, Kresser, and I forgot the name of the vegan advocate, mm-hmm. but it was possibly one of the most, I, I said it on my Instagram, this podcast is possibly one of the most important nutritional debates I have ever heard, period. Full stop. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much a discussion between uh, one guy and Chris Kresser, who's um, he's not a carnivore advocate. He's just a he's a balanced advocate he's say, of nutrition. I think he's doing paleo. Um, no? Yeah, he can't. Yeah, he doesn't really identify with any one, mm-hmm. but he's based on balance, right? Mm-hmm. And then you've got the a extreme vegan ad- advocate, and they sit down, the three of them. And have an amazing discussion about the science, about the nutrition. So go listen to them because they're the professionals. Definitely. Uh, I'm not sure what number it is on Joe's podcast, but it was very recent. It was only like four weeks ago, I think. So you'd be able to find it. Anyways, moving on. It was your perspective and your humility to say, and really the overall vibe that you were giving off, which is that, yeah, number one, you, you're not so concerned with converting people. You're not so involved with making people see the world the way that you see the world. And that's what turns people away from veganism so much mm-hmm. and people about that life because mm-hmm. it's so stereotypical. And being when I used to work in the fitness space, there was this one dime piece. It was one of the sexiest women I've ever mm-hmm. seen. Mm-hmm. And you know, we used to have conversations every day in the gym. And but very short mm-hmm. because you know, I was passing it between clients. Mm-hmm. And she was a lot older than me, and just just picture this, picture this this angel like uh, blonde hair, always in a ponytail, maybe like six foot. I'm a short dude as well, six foot. The body body was incredible, mm-hmm. just sparkling eyes. So on all visual accounts, looks like a dream girl. But I remember one day we got into an actual like a full length conversation where I had some time to really talk of mm-hmm. her. And I noticed the legging she was wearing had vegan on her butt. And I was like, oh, so you're vegan. And the moment I said that, I did not know what I was getting myself into. It was like a torrential, a torrential downpour for the next half an hour of her religious beliefs about how everyone should eat, about why if you don't eat this way, you're pretty much a scumbag. And you couldn't possibly be living a healthy life if you're eating animal products, right? And it was just, it was the, it was the, the viciousness, it was the voraciousness, not at me, but at everyone, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it was her locked-in bias and her locked-in cognitive bias as to how she sees things, which means that other people must see it this way. And I was like, previously, I was super attracted to her, after this conversation, I didn't never want to speak to her again. <laughs> right? And it's not, it, it could have been about anything else. It wasn't about the veganism. It was about her way of thinking, which is what I'm highlighting is what I love about your way of thinking, mm-hmm. that you're not, you're not what this girl was doing. She could have been an advocate for carnivore. And if I heard someone talk about carnivore in that same way, I'm like, I don't want to speak with this person because they have a very delusional view of the world right they have a very boxed in narrow way of viewing things it's not particularly accurate yeah blinders are on Mm -hmm. so that's that's why in this conversation 
I knew it wasn't. It was never going to be fireworks when we brought up this pati- pati- potentially, uh, potentially fiery topic mm-hmm. where you've got someone who's plant based and you, mm-hmm. but then you got someone who's an omnivore and me, mm-hmm. right? But we've had an extremely harmonious conversation about it, mm-hmm. right? It's, and that's how it should be, in which that you just lay out: this is what you're about, this is what I'm about. Hey, that's cool. You do you. I'm gonna do me. Mm-hmm. And that's. And that's where I've, uh, yeah, so I've come to love about, and I know we haven't spoken in a long time, but it's something that I've always, you know, and going back to those four-hour conversations killing each other on Call of Duty, right? And you just that we have that realness and that uh, it's something that I've always been extremely endeared by you, man. And we've got to wrap up this potter now because I've got to get to something. Sure, sure, bro. I've got to get to something soon. So I want to, I want to finish on this note in just honoring that perspective that you bring, your way of thinking, mm-hmm. your overall positivity that I see through the gram, mm-hmm. that I know you're moving needles. I know that you're pushing needles because when I watch your stuff and that there's nothing but positivity coming from you, there's nothing but love coming from you. And especially in your stories as well, when you put that up, it's, it's, it's unadulterated, uncensored. You don't give a fuck about what other people think. I love it when you post your stuff about um, lip syncing and your uh, <laughs> air guitar and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I love that because in that, you're giving permission to others to do the same. So the world 100% needs more of that light. And I love that you switch platforms and continue to grow and continue to find an avenue to share your light mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. because even though I don't think it's necessarily accurate that the world is super negative, it's just that the negativity gets a very, very loud speaker. Definitely. Right? And I, I feel for the most people, most people, it's actually most people are good people. Actually, most people are pretty positive people. It's just that it's not necessarily as loud as the negativity. So I love that you are extremely loud about it. And I thank you so much for being all that you are coming on here and having this conversation with me man uh, we've got to do it more regularly and uh, now I want to give you the space to direct people to where they could connect deeper with you um, if there is anything more than Instagram but shout out your Instagram again because I feel like each and every single person from my audience should 100% be following what you're doing thank you well first of all I really want to thank you for uh, inviting me to this podcast I hope it's not the last I really enjoy it I want to do more not gonna lie Oh hell yeah! And uh, it's 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 one thing I love about talking with you is I haven't spoken with you for years, and uh, there hasn't been a a minute of awkward moments where we just didn't know what to talk about, and that's something which I definitely definitely think um, it's just a it's just a very positive thing which you have. That's something which you're really good at, and obviously we both uh, we we know each other pretty pretty well since these few years, and uh, I I definitely enjoy that fact and uh, i want to do more podcasts um about my instagram if you are interested in knowing what i do please do check it out at belkwood underscore 89 actually nothing special i'm just documenting but it's making me happy and uh that's actually it nothing more nothing less and uh, i want to do more please thank you he's too humble guys he's too humble he is if if not the thing that he's doing is special just he is special oh my so, brother <laughs> thanks bro hey that came out that came out nice so yeah guys I'll, uh, that's where we'll wrap it up so thank you very much for listening 
Much peace and much joy. Ciao. Ciao, amigos. Okay, people, thank you very much for staying locked in on this potto. I hope you got as much from it as I did. I really thank Belku for coming on. We'll definitely have him back. And we're just going to keep these high consciousness guests coming. You know, it's such a great, great thing to be able to have a conversation like this with someone who it's 9.30 p.m. in Zurich and it's like 7 a.m. for me. And yeah, I'm just grateful to be in this position. So if you guys did enjoy this, please let me know in some way, shape or form, whether that's on Instagram at uitang1, slide me a DM there, where it's on my website, boldojo.com, where you guys can pick up the ebook, book one-on-one Skype coaching, serious inquiries of bootcamps as well. That's all available there. You can send me just messages there as well if you wish. And it was an absolute time. So I thank you for your engagement. I wish you guys the best in your journey. Much peace and much joy. Yeah.